You're listening to Infertility Bite. Infertility bites, but it bites a bit less when you're not alone. My name is Casey, and for the first time, I am not blessed to be joined by my co-captainist journey, my wife Sarah. On this series, we normally talk about our experiences dealing with infertility. It is important to note, however, that we are not doctors or even experts, just people that understand how difficult it can be. Each person's journey is unique, like a fingerprint, so it's best to leave the medicine to the professional. Last episode, we talked about celebrities that also faced infertility and how we're not alone in this. This week, though, we're going to change paces a little. Like I mentioned, I'm not joined this week by my wife, Sarah. She's feeling a bit under the weather, and I chose to let her get to bed a little early, took care of uh, Stella for the night, and uh, once I got Stella to bed, I decided I was just going to do a podcast on my own for this. Um, And for this one, we're talking to the fellas out there, to the guys. So, ladies, you're listening. Um, Feel free to continue listening. There's no, we're not going to spread any secrets or anything like that. There's nothing top secret in this, but... I'd encourage you to hand this off to your partner, um, to the, to the man that's going through this with you, because I want to speak a little bit to them. On this podcast, we talk a lot about how the the stuff that women have to go through, all of the in uh, injections, the drugs, the the tests that they have to do, just back and forth on everything. Um, and I I make it a point for myself to also advocate for the men to get tested, for the men to look into their their potential, because I do think it's important. But there's a lot more that men do in this whole thing than just ancillary, right? And that's why I want to talk directly to the men. We've said before how the 30-30-30-10 rule. 30% of infertility can be contributed just to something affecting just the woman. 30% can be contributed just to something affecting the man. 30% is a combination of the both. And then that other 10%, we don't know yet. We haven't figured out those, right? That's called unexplained infertility. And it affects 10% of the people out there dealing with it. But as I said before, it's important to note that based on that rule, 60% of the time, at least, the man is likely at least partially involved in the infertility that the man in some way or another is contributing to it and i wanted to kind of discuss that with it the first thing to understand is that it's it's not something wrong with you as men we really we internalize this stuff and we really take it to heart we're men we're supposed to be strong we're supposed to be the the leaders in the family we can't show weakness the can't show weakness is one of my biggest peeves. Um, but it's so, so bred into, especially American culture, but even most cultures worldwide. Men are the leaders and the breadwinners and can't show weakness. And it's very easy, in our brains at least, to think weakness in low sperm count is weakness. So by me having low sperm count, I'm weak. Well, that can't be true. I'm not weak, I'm strong. And we have to realize this is not about strength. It's not about something being wrong with us, right? Infertility affects one in eight couples in America. One out of every eight, that's almost 12%, right? I have to deal with it. That means, by the 30-30-30 rule that I talked about there, that means that a lot of those times, that at least one out of every six times, almost two out of every 16 of those times, it's something to do 
one out of every 16 couples, the man is at least partially covering, right? And that's important to us to understand. This isn't anything wrong, right? But this is a challenge that we have to face. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that men face. As much as 80% of men who are infertile have low sperm count. That's the number one cause of fertility issue is low sperm count. A frequent reason for this is called the varicose. I got tested for it. We talked about it in one of the previous episodes. Um, it's not a pleasant test, but it's not unpleasant. It's by far nicer than 90% of the stuff my wife had to go through. Um, but a varicose seal, af- effectively, it's an enlarged vein in the testicle that can block the the traveling of sperm, can uh, affect the shape of the sperm or the amount of the sperm. Um, and And a lot of men have it. And a lot of men have it and it doesn't lead to fertility issues. They have it and everything's fine. But in some men, it's causing fertility issues. They're estimated to in- can occur in 35% of men tested. If the varicose seals are particularly large, as they are in 3% of men, they might even cl- cause a steady decline in fertility. Steady. So get tested because there are things that you can do with them. There are surgeries that can fix them. There's a, a bunch of other treatments that can treat it. And it's it's something that you can get figured out and you can move on and at the very least knowing about it right you can develop other issues though a condition called retrograde ejaculation where semen enters the bladder during orgasm instead of coming out that can contribute there's epididymitis you know i stumbled over that that's an actual blockage in the ducts that transport the sperm from so that it just doesn't come out the urethra at all these are conditions that you could be facing and not even know it because everything for you is going to feel normal, right? So get tested. And I mean, these conditions can often be treated with surgery, right? Other things that can affect your risk, age. The older a man is, the more likely his sperm is to have DNA damage that doesn't make them as potent. And this is something that I thought about a lot because I'm, I mentioned eight years older. Than, so I worried that it was my age and it might've been because low sperm count was one of my issues. They said that women at every age are made painfully aware of their biological clocks, but every man in his 30s and up should be thinking about their. Doesn't mean that you can't have a very healthy child at 70. I've seen that. Uh, in Hollywood, it's happened multiple times, right? But it goes down, and it gets more and more likely for you to have problems. Other things, diet and lifestyle, right? Um, women are often told to get themselves pregnancy ready. I'm on Facebook groups and I, I cannot tell you how many times I hear, I see a post on group of someone who's like, I, I told my doctor I would lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds before we tried our next, but I basically never a man talk about it. And yes, I'm, I'm a larger guy. And so I can speak from experience when we went in for, for all of my wife's checkups and all of that stuff rarely ever even mentioned how maybe I could use to lose a few pounds maybe that would help us if I was focus on the woman and and kind of kind of overlook them and we need to change that right 
men are part of the the whole thing they've got to be part of the solution so you know working on maintaining a healthy you know voiding unhealthy according to a 2019 study out of china those who were classified as obese were about 1.5 times more likely to have a low smoking and heavy drinking maybe studies have shown that smokers are significantly more likely to have low sperm counts and sperm defects they also found um that consuming more than 25 alcohol drinks per week were linked with a much poorer sperm quality than those who had only five drinks or diet might be just as important a diet rich in fatty fish grains fruits vegetables healthy fats have been shown to be associated with better sperm quality there's even evidence to suggest that tight undergarments causing heat tidy whities boxer briefs or or even the 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 speedo types right um, that those can cause problems. A 2018 study found that men who wore boxer shorts had 25% higher sperm concentration than those who didn't. And so it's important if you're struggling to conceive, get evaluated, get tested. It's so simple to do. You walk in at the same time, most of the places that are treating your wives can treat you or at the very least can test you. And a good RE will do it. You know, RRE did. One of the first things she said was, we're also going to want to test you. And they tested me. And that's where they found, because we mentioned before, I got tested multiple times through doctors in our hometown of Kearney. Not fertility specialists, just doctors. Didn't know what they're looking for, apparently. Because every time they would say things like, you're, you're still low, but normal. You're low, normal. We don't think you're the problem. I got tested here at a fertility specialist, and they were like, yep, yep, you're part of the problem. And so like that, we were able to start working on a solution. Get tested. There's all sorts of stuff. Get yourself a physical, a thorough medical history. Go to a urologist or a fertility specialist to do it. They're going to go through everything. They're going to even ask very personal questions like, is there history of infertility in your family? Have you ever had a sexually transmitted disease? They'll do a semen analysis. They'll figure out what's going on, the size, the number, the shape, the speed of your sperm. What's going on? They'll be able to figure out what's what might be playing into it with you. And if the numbers come back fine, great. Now you can know that that you need to focus on help your significant other, that you can focus your energy on helping them. But 60% of the time, you'll probably find out that there's something that you need to do. And there are supplements out there that, that claim to do absolute magic with sperm counts, and I don't have any, any knowledge or, or input on them. So if they work for you, great. Try them. If they don't work, well, you still try them. You're better off. But if you can't find out, if they can't figure out what's causing your low sperm count, whether it's a varicose seal, whether it's the other stuff we talked about, whatever it is, they can't figure it out, right? You still have options. Go straight to IVF. Your your RE will probably suggest something like that because it's going to give you the most increased chances of success, right? In more than 20% of cases, there's no known cause for mail-in, even after all of the tests. In cases of male infertility, doctors often recommend either traditional IVF or IVF with ICSI, which is intracytoplasmic sperm injection, the procedure where they take a single sperm from the man, inject it directly into an egg before implanting it, right? Uh, which means 
in those situations, you don't need to have a lot of sperm. You just got to have one successful one. One healthy one for every egg they pull out of her. Boom, boom, boom. So, but you only know to do that if you go through all the steps testing. But there's another side to this whole thing. And it's something that we always got to think about with men. Because men, we love to internalize. Again, we want to feel strong. We want to be able to pound our chest and be like, I'm a big, strong man. Nothing gets to me. But this stuff can get to you. And it's easy to get in your head about it. So make sure to seek support. There's many infertility support groups for women. There's many even for men. One of the ones that I, one of the Facebook groups that I'm a member of here on on Facebook myself, uh, that my wife is also a member of, they also have a sister, a brother group that's specifically for men, right? So hop on one of those and talk to other men. And it's important for you to open up and and embrace that this is part of it because we love to to hide it pretend like it's not there be the strong one it's not me it's something else find a therapist there are there are therapists out there that can help you as long as you seek out a therapist that specializes in fertility they can help you there's also like apps and websites there's an app called Strong. it's a fertility app devoted to addressing the emotional health in men who are in it's going to help you deal with a variety of situations such as feeling sensitive on father's day receiving unsolicited advice it, it was one of the most painful things going through and and this is why I, I talk about this because i was one of those men had to be strong for my wife and and i don't see myself as that but so i did and so i'm at work I'm not going to name names of the people at work, but I had coworkers who would make jokes like, well, you know, it's the practicing that's really fun, right? Or, or make jokes like, maybe you're just not doing it right. Ha 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 ha. And, and you just shrug it off because you're a man and you just laugh with them. You go, yeah, ha 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 ha. But it hurts. And you just bottle it up deep inside. So get help. Talk to people. Talk to your wife, your partner. Let them know that you are struggling with this because it will help them. If treatment doesn't work, there are other options. You can always remember there's sperm donation, right? So you can find a donor sperm. There are all sorts of things they can do. They can help you look through donor sperm to find one that, that the donor looks a lot like you. So your baby will look a lot like Um There's all sorts of things there. There's adoption. That you, so even if you can't get it to work, there's still options for you. But the important thing is to to get on that road. And part of it is supporting your partner. And I think it's important to do all those other steps to know how to support your partner. Again, knowing where the problems are is important. If, if you need to work on something with your sperm count, then you work on something with your sperm count. Your partner needs to know about it and you're better off for it. So you need to know this. You also need to be there for your Men often have trouble understanding the pain felt by women struggling with infertility. The emotional gulf between men and women can have serious consequences. A study of 525 infertile couples found that women were more likely than their partners to depress. Female depression was especially common in couples where partners feel different levels of stress. So you have to be there to support her. You have to understand and respect her feelings. She may not want to go to parties, especially baby showers. She might not want to go to family reunions where a lot of babies or, or children will be at. She knows what she can handle and you need to respect that. Support her decision 
even if it means staying home over the holidays. Now, after COVID, we all know what it's like to stay home a little bit more. But just understand that. Don't hide your own. Women tend to grieve openly. Men often keep their sadness bottled up. They may think they're protecting their loved one, but they end up making their partner feel even more alienated and alone. I'm going to repeat that because that's the whole point of this. You may think that you're protecting your partner, but they end up feeling more alienated and alone. They need to know that you're feeling it too, that they're not by themselves. They're not just going through this all by themselves and you're just this statue over in the corner supporting them, that you're feeling it too. And I felt it. I was there for my wife in every way I could, but I worry that I wasn't emotionally there as much because I had too busy, air quotes. The last point really I want to really talk about, well, there's a couple, but the main one is don't rush to fix things. As men, we kind of have this innate need to be the one who fixes it. Spouse, your partner is feeling sad. You do everything you can to make them feel better. Fix it. But sometimes rushing to fix things in this makes it worse. When she's crying in bed because another friend or coworker or someone announced that they're pregnant, she doesn't want to hear how to fix it. She wants you to hold her and cry with her and learn to do that. Do your part. When it's time to seek medical help, be sure to schedule the, important, the appointment with the doctor or urologist for yourself at the same time. And then turn to those things I talked about, like the Fertilismart app, the, the therapist, to make sure you're taking care of yourself. As Because we're all in this together. Everyone listening to this podcast, everyone on those infertility support groups I talk about, one out of every eight couples in America is dealing with. We're all in this together. Like our last episode talked about, we're not alone. There are people every walk of life, and we're all in it together. Be in it. And understand you're going to feel things. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel alone sometimes. And and embrace it and front it and do what you need to help work through it. Don't just hide it and shove it in a box because we're all in this together. And by facing it, that's how we so join support group on Facebook or TikTok or whatever and talk about it and open up to your friends and family and start that GoFundMe and, and be public about it or or um, start up an Etsy store where you hand carve carved ducks and sell them for to help raise money for it or whatever. Whatever's your thing, do it. But be open about it and understand that that you have to be open about it and you have to embrace it and you have to work through it. That just locking it up in a little box and tucking it away inside you is not going to help you. It's not going to help your partner. We're all here for each other. I'm going to go ahead and um, put the links to the articles that I used uh, for the statistics in this episode in the doobly-doos for this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes if you want to read more about them. Um, You can also just Hop on the Google machine and search for infertility support. And women listening, I hope you learned and understand a little bit more about what your spouse is, your partner. I don't want to put any more weight on your shoulder because you're going through. But do understand that they're going through a lot too, and they might not even be showing. Um, That's going to bring us to the end of this. Um, I hope I reached some men out there to help them in their particular journey through infertility. I hope some of the women listening understand what their men are going a little bit more i've said before this show only really works when listeners submit their stories we're in a little bit of a drought i think covid hit hard and i think a lot of people had to put off their fertility treatments 
And so we haven't got a lot of submitted stories. If you are in the infertility journey and you are ready to share your story, there's going to be a link in the show notes. There's going to be a link on our Facebook page or our Twitter, and uh, you can go there. And it's just a simple Google form. You can fill it out and tell us where you are in your journey, what's been working, what hasn't been working, all your successes and all your failures, all your setbacks, right? And if you're still in the journey, tell us what's going on for you right now. and Let us be some emotional support. And if you need help, you've got a GoFundMe or an Etsy store or something. <laughs> let us know. We'll put it in the notes there as well. We want to help you out. We want to share your story. We want to help relieve this burden and get out there because we know... That for us, when we started sharing our story, it's when the burden came off of We started to be able to embrace the journey. So head on over to that. Fill out the Google form. We're working on, eventually, we're going to be able to live interviews. Eventually, we're probably going to even do some live streams on Facebook and, and YouTube. Hopefully, that's coming up. If you are enjoying our show, make sure to leave a review on whatever platform you listen to it. Click the five stars or the thumbs up or whatever. It really helps other people find the show. Some positive views there. Um, And if you're comfortable sharing this on your social media, whether it's this episode or one of our previous episodes, or just a link, all of the episodes, that helps us out more than you can know. So uh, do that. But for now, we're going to wrap up things for this week. I always say, may your dreams of tiny feet be answered soon. Thanks for listening. As always, little scientific miracle Stella is going to send us off with love and kiss. I love you. Hello. Hello. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.